Hello and welcome to number 257 of the Whatnots Captain's Log, where every week we thirst for the taste of legend. Our cameras are off right now. On it's purpose. our Halloween episode. Yes, we are about to do a costume reveal. Uh, for our, our, our annual Halloween episode, uh, we always like to make up some fun stories, but we've been dressing up the past two years. I guess last year we both dressed up. Um, and well, we, we've kind of been, right? It was originally wear what you have that's vaguely Halloween-y. Your Jughead sure, yeah. outfit made several appearances. Last yeah. year, I issued the challenge for us to dress up as Captain's Log specific topics. Yes. And we're continuing that again this year. Indeed. Um, so I say we do our costume reveal here. Uh, I need to make sure my 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 triggers, my, my fingers on the button. I know where the <laughs> turn camera button on is. Uh, cause I cannot wait to see what Melissa is dressed up as. Um, <laughs> so here we go. I'll, I'll, I'll do a, a countdown from three and say go. And then Melissa and I can turn our cameras on at the same time. Three, two, one, go. Go <laughs> on. <laughs> Look yes. at us. Amazing. <laughs> Food My and name beverage. Is Kyle Springer. <laughs> I am one of your hosts. I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, you are grapes, so you can take a nap. <laughs> I'm not just any grapes, Kyle. I'm million dollar grapes. Oh wow, <laughs> million. You remember dollar that soda? Grapes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I am a single hot dog. <laughs> On a hot dog. I love those glasses. Those are incredible. Yes. I I I I have a white bucket hat with hot dogs <laughs> that are printed all over it. I have some sun glasses that has like a single hot dog like right along the eye brows that has a little mustard line. And then I'm in some little dumb <laughs> hot dog costume. <laughs> <laughs> which what the, I love. the uh, arms only let me go up to that oh bit my gosh the, like it's stitched like all the way dead down here and not up where the armhole sh should be this little side thing oh it's wild i i love these glasses because the lenses are so dark i truly cannot see your eyes yeah they're, they're fantastic <laughs> like they actually they actually are sun glasses, not some like cheap thing that you can get. Right, like, I, real lenses. I guess it's a shade darker. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I am wearing I have on. the grapes hat, head cushion, head enclosure head, that I found on Amazon piece, here yeah. on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Gotta tell you, exactly as promised, this is what I thought I was buying. It's perfect. It's so big. <laughs> And floofy and soft. I believe now, the the woman in the photo that you can put your head down on your desk and take a nap in the grapes hat. So is that actually like fluffed out or is it hollow on the inside? No, it's filled with fluff like a pillow. Huh. 
Okay. Interesting. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. this thing is just a hollow hot dog. <laughs> of course it's hollow. <laughs> Otherwise, where would they put you? Right? Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. This is good. I'm g- glad that we both ed- ended up with food r- right. <laughs> related stuff. Like you said, food and beverage. <laughs> food and beverage, indeed. Oh, man. Well, we have a tradition that we like to do here every uh, Halloween episode uh, on the podcast. This is our fifth year. Wow. Five years in a row doing this. That's wild. Um, It's it's a blast. This is always one of my favorites that 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 we do. Um, But we'll get to that in just a bit here. Melissa, how are you? How is your week been? I'm doing grape. <laughs> just, just grape. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I went to Six Flags this past weekend. I mentioned that to right, you. Yeah. It was Six Flags Fright Fest. So there's spooky lights. Worth going for the spooky lights alone. Getting up to the top of a Ferris wheel and looking down and it's all like fog. And everything's like green and purple and scary yeah. red. There you go. And they're playing all the classic Halloween hits, including (laughs) Bring Me to Life by Evanescence, (laughs) which gets in there under the goth kid category. And my roommate and I ride on this real intense wooden roller coaster. You're up so high. There's twists and turns and banks and twirls. It's real intense. And then after the ride is over, as we are finally slowing down, Pulling back into the station, some guy in the back of the train goes, wake me up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> did you? Which I think should. <laughs> that's that's what it did. I think you should shout that next time at the top of the roller coaster. Got kid activated. i'm a goth kid but i also love roller coasters what can i do oh man that's fun i'm not much of a theme park person because i don't like roller coasters yeah Um, six flags are pretty thin on dark rides or any real theming yeah like i i can go, 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 go and i can still have fun but i get that oftentimes like the whole part or like the, the, the whole point is kind of to go for the roller coasters and stuff like that so i'm just like eh, yeah you get you guys go i'll be sitting here with my extra hot large dog. soda or hot dog yeah mm-hmm. who knows who knows what uh, but yeah I'm, I'm not much of a theme park person though there is someone that i follow on social media because they used to be on a podcast that I listened to uh, that just wrote a novel that is a like theme park horror mystery uh, that I think I'll, I'll have to get the link and send you because I think you'd be interested in. I love in, those things in that book. Yeah, um, he I, I think he was trying to write a theme park related book that was much more factual and stuff like that and he was like as much as i love this research 
putting like like mixing in fiction with this is is like what can i get away with that's realistic to like these parks and stuff like that and he knows that there had been people out there correcting him if he like changed something mm-hmm. so he was like let me just make up my own park and we'll have yeah. like a horror <laughs> mystery and i think someone dies in the park and then realizes that the ghosts of everyone else who died at the park like are also hey. still there and so they have to like solve some mystery together i love these this ghosts so yeah good stuff good stuff um i know you also went to go see killers of the flower moon um, yes talked about that a little bit over on the review show as we were catching up what'd you think of that I had a great time. It really didn't feel like it was three hours and 27 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed well, it. Yeah, well-rounded. I, the fact I, sh- I shared with you over on the review show is that that owl, that beautiful scene-stealing omen of death owl is a local St. Louis owl. There you go. I, She's I, our new I, celebrity. I saw- Another owl fact that this was his first movie and he beat out four other owls to to get the the job and that even DiCaprio would take a break from whatever he was doing to watch the scenes that the owl was in. So as the the day were filming, like, let me watch this owl. How cool is that? Right. Yeah. She's got star power. Her name's Ely. Oh, Ely the Owl. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I went to go see Killers of the Flower Moon as well. I really enjoyed it. It's a long one, but I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. I, th- I thought it was fantastic. Um, it's it, it, I don't want to say it's slow because it, it is paced really, really well. Mm-hmm. You always get something new. It's always moving. Um, the only thing I wish it did better was clue me in on how fast time is moving. Yes. It's one of I, those movies where suddenly there are children. Right. <laughs> when like did you, you have you children? Time is moving and I can get the sense like it's moving fast, but I don't know how fast is fast. If, if that makes mm. sense. And then like halfway in the film, you get the. Like, oh, one of the characters is pregnant. And then two minutes after that, the baby's already like one year old. And so it's just like, well, yes. what? I Wild. feel like I've seen that in other Scorsese movies that are mostly about crime, but also the guy does have a family. And as you're following through his scheme, suddenly there's like a four year old where there was not before. Right. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, highly, highly recommend it. Go ch- check it out. Uh, did not know it was filmed here in Oklahoma. Yes. I am. Yes. It, it probably was just r- wrapping up maybe when I moved here. I, wow. I'm not sure how long they spent on post production. Um, you but, should check out your local. Uh, I believe it's called the Museum of First Americans there in Oklahoma mm-hmm. City. I listened to an interview with the costume designer with for the movie. I believe she's done work with that museum. You can probably go and learn something. They probably have some exhibit or poster board about the local filming of Killers of the Flower Moon. Well, what's interesting is uh, my partner who 
grew up uh, both here and in Texas, uh, like this was in their like their like school like history education because mm. it's like it it was it happened here in Oklahoma. Uh, but me growing up in Virginia, I had never heard of this. Did not know it was a thing. That I I I had to like wait. So then when you guys did like the colonies and all that stuff, did you guys learn about Roanoke and like what happened like with all of that? She was like, oh oh yeah. I was like, okay. Oh. Because that's about all I can think of for Virginia, you just Virginia got besides tobacco. <laughs> you got two Roanoke units. <laughs> they were like, we're going extra hard on this. These kids yep. are going to solve the mystery. I oh, believe in them. Still don't know what happened. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, Killers of the Flower Moon sounds like it's a horror movie, but it is not. I'm anxious to get down to our Halloween antics. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's get into our our horror stuff here. Uh, so enter McRib Sterling. Our, oh, our, I got it this host. year. Oh, yeah. The French fry. <laughs> I got McDonald's Amazing. fries to pretend to smoke like we say we're going to do every year. Amazing. Amazing. For the unfamiliar, McRib Sterling is our McDonald's themed avatar of terror and deceit. Who arrives <laughs> in a mech suit, a mix suit, a mick mech suit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he looks like a giant black and white Ronald McDonald. The front of the mix suit opens up and there's a Danny DeVito in there and he smokes a French fry and he's like, let me tell you a story. And his name is Mick Rib Sterling and he will present to us these Twilight Zone style <laughs> retellings of past Captain's Log anecdotes. Yes. As haunting tales for you tonight. Absolutely. I'm excited. Uh, so how how many do you have? I, I don't remember how many we did last year. I think it was a total uh, of 10 looking back on right. our like timestamps. I wrote down a lot of hooks, but I couldn't develop full stories out of them. So I think I've got a firm five or soft six. OK, yeah, I, I have nine written down. Hey, um, hey, but it's 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 like some of these actual bangers, some not so much. It was the start of an I, idea, right? Of of like, right. We had a lot of these. something here. So we'll just do as as much as we can. I say, I say, um, but yeah, uh, so I so, yeah, I have nine. How many, many did you have written? five or six so if you've got more how about you start us off okay that's what i was about to suggest as well so yeah from the captain's log episode 212 entitled proud neighbor of a kevin McAllister." our title a kevin McAllister. Implies that there are more than one Kevin McAllister this, out there. This is a genre of kid. There could be more. This could be a class of child. Yeah. yeah. In fact, maybe they cloned Kevin McAllister. Who's and they're they? cloning him. And they're uh, oh, who who knows? It is the mysterious <laughs> thing. Shady government organization, right? <laughs> Mad scientist hired by the government. To clone mm. Kevin McAllister. And 
something went wrong. They can't they can't stop too many Kevin McAllister's. It's an infestation of Kevin McAllister's. Too many Culkins. Help. Imagine the group. The We are back. See, weird technical difficulties. As soon as I mentioned a shady government organization, <laughs> calling Kevin you McAllister. I, I, this is we had something like this happened last year, too. Right. Didn't we? That like I don't something, remember. something weird like happened that like our computer spazzed out or something. I don't know. Uh, but I think everything should be back on. But uh, I, I yeah, imagine, yeah. I imagine in of Kevin McAllister. a mad scientist going to his shady government bosses saying, "I've found the ultimate weapon. We can make more of him. We can clone right. Kevin McAllister." And they're exactly. like, "Great idea." You mean actor Macaulay Culkin, right? And he's like, "No, no, no. no I don't know what that kid knows. We need Kevin McAllister. How do we make more of him?" And they're like, <laughs> "Gee, I don't know how we clone a fictional character. I'll call the estate of John Hughes. <laughs> Get Chris Columbus on the phone." Right. I I just imagine like a a, a gremlins style like infestation that there's just too many of them they're all also like also by chris columbus perfect right. he they're... just needs to gremlinify every one of his subsequent movies there's just like a bunch of little ron weasley scampering around <laughs> exactly exactly everybody from rent too many um, warrens so yeah just i just it, this like how how do you get rid of a Kevin McAllister? I, like you, you kind of can't get because he will defend his. You're his right. House. You're you right. Get rid of him. You just have to put him in a white room, a room with nothing, no supplies. Right. Or, or like get his family back. Call up Liam Nason to go get his family. No, you got it. You got to see if you can get other McAllisters. Get Buzz in there. Mm. What can Buzz do if you try to make him your ultimate weapon? Right. Yeah. More like spiders in his room somehow. (laughs) His ideas are all spiders. (laughs) (laughs) He's like John Peters. (laughs) So. That was my first story, an infestation of Kevin's. Oh, my gosh. They're they're tearing your whole house apart like termites. What if termites were like a bunch of eight year old boys in Christmas sweaters? They've stripped Just the thing pizzas. down to its its bare wood. Right. Stacks and stacks of cheese pizzas come into the door. Yeah, that's the absolutely. only way you can distract them. <laughs> they get quiet when it's pizza time. Exactly. Exactly. Episode, what was this? 224, where you regaled us with the tales of going to see Monster Jam, the monster truck the recital competition. The monster truck <laughs> recital. <laughs> I don't know what things are and are not recitals, but we called this episode When the Dirt Comes to Your Town. And imagine that. This was also a plague of its own. (sighs) Imagine, if you will, 
we might have There's, a similar idea. <laughs> your mother comes to you. She asks you, Kyle, board up the windows, <laughs> lock the doors, bring in the dogs. The dirt's coming to town, Kyle. Oh, the dirt's coming. You barricade yourselves inside. You've got big jugs of water and non-perishable canned goods to eat. You peer Boxes through the boards. Right. You peer through the boards you have nailed over your windows. And out there, the dirt, it's monster trucks. They've somehow overnight transformed your whole town into a monster truck rally. That's the word. It's not recital. It's a rally. Everything is dirt. (laughs) Where your neighbor's houses were, dirt, piles. Uh, They've got mountains. They've got ledges. They've got ramps. They got jumps. They got everything they need for their stunts. The monster trucks will run wild for one night of the year. They do this. When the moon is full, the monster trucks will, will roam. They will drive. You just got to stay inside. Ride Melissa, it out. I think, I think this is the first year that you and I have come up with the exact same idea. <laughs> as as my, let's see, where is this? As my fourth story, I, I, I was like, yeah. What? What if it's like the mist where just like one yes, night, exactly, right, where exactly. there's just this wandering dirt cloud and people think that there's monsters inside <laughs> it or something because they hear this this like this wild g- growling, but it's evil monster truck drivers and they invade your town. You, everything is covered in, in dirt. But I took it one step further. What if their oh. cars run on humans instead of gasoline <laughs> they just shove them in there shove them in the gas that's tank. why you don't i don't know how you liquefy that man to town. right you know the stephen king story maximum overdrive Heard the name, which yeah. is about like a i don't know a lunar eclipse or a sun solar flare or whatever but it makes this all these the machines like turn sentient doesn't remember making because he was all super he was, it's up, the right? only film he has ever directed the only time he has adapted his own work and it was a pure cocaine haze but i want him to maximum overdrive his other books carrie what if a shy 16 year old girl teased by her classmates goes to prom and they dump blood on her and then she becomes a monster truck (laughs) what if you and your family went to be the winter caretakers of a A hotel in the mountains but it's to monster (laughs) trucks wendy pulls the paper out of jack's typewriter and it just truck noises that's all he's written all he's written is vroom vroom for six weeks (laughs) turns out he got hired by mazda to to do those old old mazda commercials good lord yeah, that like that one was just kind of irresistible with an episode title like when the dirt comes to your town. Right. We really do this year round. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Um. OK, so here's here's one. Here's one of my. It was the start of okay. an idea. OK. One's here. 
Um, the idea behind this is what if we took something very simple, very very innocent, and it actually has a much not darker purpose, but like we don't even know that something darker is happening. Um, right. So on episode uh, 218, the newest constellation, mm-hmm. we took this, I, I, this, this thought of like, wait, do they still make new constellations? Right. And I, I think the answer was, yeah, they do kind of. Um, but what if. Every time you make a new constellation, you discover a new constellation it wasn't actually there before you just right so we're constantly like adding stars and then we just get more and more stars but all we know too is, many is, right yeah but all we know is that the the, the stars just, just seem to be more and more abundant the night sky seems to be filled up with more and more stars what we don't know is that they're alien ships instead and they're like their whole alien armada is surrounding our our solar system here and that's it that's this that the see it that would that was my like it's the start of an idea <laughs> i don't know i i want this to be the start of an academic drama where there's an astronomer who believes that they've discovered a new star they write papers about it they go on a book tour and everything and then they find out that the star is really an, an alien spacecraft. And forget the whole alien invasion. What has happened to this astronomer's career now that the big discovery that they made their legacy on is aliens, has been yeah. taken down? It was not a star at all. And they're like, you dumbass, you didn't even know that wasn't a star. <laughs> it was alive, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah like there's something there's something to me that's just kind of creepy about those like like just a bunch of ships just kind of showing up and hovering just Just hovering there yeah just monitoring they don't do a thing and they just sit there and it's just like what is happening there is nothing scarier than something just standing around right just sitting there (laughs) staring at you moving Yeah. yeah yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Oh, man, I accidentally skipped one on accident. I'll go back to that one next time. Are these in a narrative order? I I did write them down in episode order. Oh, okay, Very nice. My next kernel of an idea comes from episode 230. Hello, Pocky time. This was our taste test of various sweet Pocky and its cousin, the savory pretz snack. Mm -hmm. And one of the pretz was corn flavored. And we were both wowed by how much. Yeah, this is probably made out of corn. But boy, this really, truly tastes so much like corn. There's like a real concentrated corn flavor here. So what I wrote in the episode description was we're startled by corn. Like, what (laughs) if... At first, I thought, what if corn was out to get you? Or not out to get you, just always there, always present. But corn then I thought, the what band, if it's not... Corn the... <laughs> corn the food. Uh, what a dog may be wrapped in at a fair. 
But then I thought, no, forget it. The corn's doing normal things. This is your problem. You just can't remember corn. You have a real short-term memory for corn. You've just so every time you the see existence it, of corn. Every time you see it, it's like you're seeing it for the first time and you're really startled. It's like every time you go to sleep, you wake up the next day, your memory resets and you don't know what corn is. So you're like on a road trip, long cross-country road trip. You drive by these stalks of corn. You freak out. You're like, what are these things? There's so it's many of them. Me. They're so tall. What's this yellow stuff coming out of them? And whoever your friends are who you're on the road trip with, they explain it. They're like, don't worry. The corn's safe. Corn fine. Don't and then you, you doze off in the car Americans? and then you wake up again you and you're screaming. <laughs> you're screaming at another cornfield just over and over again for the whole road trip. Like, Doug, we told you. We told you what the corn is. <laughs> You get lost in a cornfield. Your memory keeps resetting while you're in there. You can never find your way out. You're trapped in an eternal kernel of a corn maze. <laughs> an eternal corn maze. Um, <laughs> there has to there has to be a a like a slower moment in a story like that where you're tr then trying to understand like every reference to the word corn, and you, you're like, so wait. They can have children. What, what's what, explain? <laughs> explain this to me. Children of the With corn. Whom? How do they? How do what? <laughs> That's good. That's interesting, though. I, that 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 you would just like your mind would keep resetting on some. I'm corn blind. Thing. You yeah. hand uh you hand somebody a little card, a medical card. Says I'm corn blind. This is what this means. <laughs> You meet somebody else who's like corn blind. I'm I'm zucchini blind. I don't I don't know what a zucchini is, but my doctor said I am zucchini blind. <laughs> oh man. Um for my next story, I am going back a couple episodes to episode 215 entitled The Gaunch. <laughs> we were talking about Goncharov, right? That like fake yes. movie that doesn't really exist. But mm -hmm. what if it does exist? Finest work. Right? Yeah. Especially just after we we saw Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, but yeah, what if this film does really exist? And the, the idea is that people want to, or like again shady government organization wants to convince you that it's not real because if you watch it similar to looking in a mirror with the lights out and saying bloody mary three times really does summon the gaunch <gasps> and it, it it's some the greatest criminal monster. He okay so he truly yeah, was know. this mob boss he was one of the greatest criminals and when he was caught, they imprisoned him in memory. They're like, we will make everybody forget you. Uh, this yeah. movie that was made about your crimes, we will erase it. It is wiped from the face of the earth. It is lost media. But if you find it again, you have resurrected Goncharov. He arrives from whatever void he was in. You watched my movie. Return. I live now. It's, it's like the movie Coco. I'm only alive if someone remembers me. But I'm alive to do crimes. The gaunch will haunt you. 
will will encourage you to do crimes. Gaunch will haunt. So yeah, that that was my uh my next one. I I I like these just like shorter I was like what if right. this one thing like just twisted somehow, right? Not you know? Yeah, it's just it's not a whole story. It is just a vine of horror. Yeah. <laughs> Another <laughs> no, great it's only joke, that long. But um tsh. So speaking of saying something into a mirror, you hear this sort of urban legend this challenge from a friend if you go into your bathroom and you turn the lights off and you face the mirror and you say obmulok 10 times obmulok 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 you're gonna summon something you're in for a challenge you're like what is it what am i gonna summon is it a cool spooky ghost you say obmulok 10 times and you turn around and it is a 20 year old boy in a rumpled beige trench coat and a tie. And you're like, oh, what are you dressed as? Is, are, you, are you Castiel from from Supernatural? And the kid's like, no, I'm Columbo. You've yeah. summoned me saying <laughs> Columbo backwards in a mirror 10 times. The number of seasons Columbo had summoned me, the Columbo kid. I'm here to tell you facts about Columbo. Did you know <laughs> Columbo first aired in 1968? Did you know Columbo's favorite food is chili? Did you know Columbo had a briefly <laughs> a brief spinoff called Mrs. Columbo? Uh, and now you're cursed. With, and you try and ask the kid about things his you yeah. know, kids his own age should be into. Like, do you like Minecraft? And he's like, no, I'm only into Columbo. People tried to talk oh, to me about what? other stuff. I'm like, what? It, it does the, the, the thing that all the Telltale video games will do where it's like Columbo will remember that. Like when, when you do something <laughs> like Columbo didn't like that. He keeps talking about Columbo as if he's real. Like, <laughs> if you do a good deed, Columbo will reward you in the next life. Columbo will reward that. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, the whole he's thing just... is him just like menacingly saying the stuff like Columbo's favorite food is chili. Right. He's then, like, a disciple of Columbo. Back in into the darkness. <laughs> And he's like, I will bring my brethren and sister in with me. And it's all like people in their 60s who were alive when Columbo was popular on TV. He's the one kid. And you're like, "Real? how'd you get into Columbo? You weren't watching like One Tree Hill or something? <laughs> he's like, this is your punishment for not respecting the skilled how catch em crime stories of Columbo. <laughs> great stuff that's awesome i like that one a lot <laughs> that one's good i i tried to think of one for our um like older grizzled detective paired with like the young hotshot switch where it's like yes. the young hotshot is now the like jaded one who doesn't right you have a be there in the you old have guy. a 55 so year old you have a 55 year old hotshot and an extremely jaded 25 year old Right. Yeah. This is the crime story we're dying to see. Um. Okay. From episode two hundred and twenty-five, Perry Mason, the lie. What if someone that you thought was real never was? 
what if, for example, like I, I've never met Barack Obama. Never been in the same room with him. But what if everything was Truman showed around me to only fix that one detail? Not not my whole life, not my job, not the whole thing. The whole thing's not a movie or anything like that. But the world is convincing me that a person I believe is real is not. And I'm I'm slowly starting to like sense that something is off here. Something is odd here. I, yeah you know what i haven't been in the same room as barack obama that's weird why, <laughs> how can why, he exist why haven't i it, right and then and then is you michelle start, like, real really, how about the kids right? you, 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 you start, start asking yeah, all these questions exactly and you start like ha- like rethinking old conversations that you've had like all that <laughs> stuff like present day conversations like now have this weird twist at them that you have to stop and be like wait 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 why did you say it that way, though? Like, what what is really going on here? Something is off. Uh, and yeah, the whole just like it, 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 it doesn't even have to be Barack Obama. Just someone in your life. I, it's does it's not funnier exist. if it's like a smaller public figure. Right. Like <laughs> everybody. He's trying to convince you that Liev Schreiber is real. He isn't. There is no Liev Schreiber. There is is an actor who's been hired to play him as a prank on you. Yeah, exactly. I just like as much as the Truman Show is not a horror movie. It can be horrific Not traditionally. No, yeah, right. That this whole like your whole existence has been a fake, right? Um, and everything you know is not what you think it is. But also, it's kind of scary to me, that same idea, but on a smaller scale. Just just like, what if one detail about your life is just not real? <laughs> and like everyone is in, in on this except you. Right. Everyone, not just like your dad playing a joke. Right. Yeah. No, there are resources into this. There are dozens of people you're being the game unquote random person you meet to be like, wait, Barack Obama is real. Liev Schreiber is real. Right. And they're just like, yes. What are you talking about? You you saw him in that X-Men movie, right? Come on, (laughs) dude. (laughs) What's that? Amazon show he's in Uh, something (laughs) Like that, I don't know. He's is he Ray Donovan? Right? Who's Ray right? Donovan? Yeah. Is Ray real? <laughs> I bet you Ray's real, but Liev's not. <laughs> this is the ultimate prank, right? Like I, I don't, I don't know what it was that convinced me that Perry Mason was a real person. I don't. Colombo was real, and he yes. made up Peter Falk. <laughs> Right? Columbo, the detective, was like, to really make this real, I have to develop a whole acting career. I'm going to play the kid's grandpa on The Princess Bride. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just think it'd be it'd be interesting to do that in some like small, like innocuous detail I, like that. What if this happens the other way around where you think I'm going to play a prank? I'm going to give my cousin 
uh, a book of those collectible state quarters where I've filled in some of them, but I've left a lot of them undone. So it's like you get the gift of looking at state quarters, but there's some left for you to find what an activity. Uh, but you're like, I want to play a prank on him and you carve a big hole into this like little cardboard booklet you'd get. Okay. Then you write 51st state. So there's all these quarters you can collect for the 50 states. And then there's one hole the size of a pog for some mysterious fifth state, like North Pog Yelina or whatever. South Pog Coda. Sequel to, to the hit Adam Sandler maybe 51st dates. It's 51st state. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever you give this to becomes obsessed and clearly you're like that's not even quarter size there is no 51st state oh, I, there's a pog that fits in there i keep showing him pogs so that it'll get the the joke no an alf pog is not a collectible state quarter uh this comes from <laughs> by the way what's the episode where we talked about this uh I, this I is in episode 227 the california drive around convincing somebody stuff. a pog is a state quarter what if you meant this as a prank, but whoever you did this to took it so seriously? They're like, there's a conspiracy. There's a 51st state out there. This 51st state is so powerful. That's why it gets big quarter. The government <laughs> minted it as like a, and then, and then they're like, no, it must never be seen. Hide it all. And I've got this one like collectible state quarter booklet that escaped. Right. And they go on a whole like God, pillage of government planning? records. What if the, the planning goes so far? Like, I've been planning this for years, like decades of my life. I, li I like John Tater, the whole the whole thing. Yes. So it looks like I'm some time to like, you can go back to old Internet archives and find posts about this, this thing on the oh, way man. back machine. But it's actually just me and accounts that I've made and did all of that stuff. Like, way, like I've been preparing this for like two decades just to convince this one person that there is this super rare quarter out there that would fit. I want I want this to be, if not literally the third National Treasure movie, another movie starring Nicolas Cage, obviously playing off of the first two National Treasure movies where yeah. somebody's doing a prank on him and he takes it so seriously. He goes down this absolute rabbit hole, kidnaps the president trying to find the 51st state quarter. <laughs> I know you're hiding it. <laughs> <laughs> Show it to me. <laughs> good stuff. The good stuff. I like that one. <laughs> okay. Um, before we continue, I think we should take a quick break for some housekeeping. Okay. Uh, and when we come back, we'll get to the second half of our stories here. Uh, so we will be right back. Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows, and a lot of hard work goes into making them, so we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes, and at our $3 tier, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout-out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, Thank you so much. It means the world to us. 
You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to thewhatnots.com store to pick up some merch today. All right, we are back. Once again, a big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We love you a lot. We thank, thank you. you. It means a ton. Uh, over on the $3 tier, you guys can get access to the Pilots Club, our Patreon-exclusive podcast. Uh, and this month, we got to cover the amazing Screw-On Head, uh, which is a great little pilot episode that did not make it to a full show. Uh, it was on a sci-fi channel. It was an animated cartoon uh, styled after Mike Mignola's artwork based on a comic uh, a, that, that he did. Um, just a, like an odd little thing that exists uh, out there. And we had mm -hmm. a blast talking about that. Um, however, this it's next a fun month. One. We, yeah, yeah, ab ab absolutely. Uh, this next month, however, we are going to be talking about Manifest, uh, the, the, the pilot of Manifest. This is a show that came onto my radar when this first came out because of my interest in shows like Lost. Um, I'm just like, they got on a plane and some weird, mysterious thing happened. What happened to this plane? And I was like, oh, OK, I should maybe watch that one day. Uh, and I had not gotten around to it. Uh, and so I was ho hoping that uh, by bringing it to the the pilots club and talking about the pilot would then inspire me to watch the rest of the show. So that is what we will do for this next month here is talk about the pilot episode of Manifest. So be on the lookout for all of that um, right here on the captain's log this past week. I started watching Our Flag Means Death season two. Melissa, you went to go see Beetlejuice, the stage musical, which sounded like Spooky. it was a blast. Um, you got to find it. See. Yeah, we uh, we also ta ta talked about some urban legends in our area. Uh, I think the last time we talked about them, I was still in Virginia. So I got to learn yeah. about some of the stuff that's here in Oklahoma. Urban Legends. Uh, we also found out that it was the week that Tony Stark died in the MCU. And we looked up other like fictional history, like this day and fictional history stuff. Uh, so we had a blast uh, over on the captain's log this past week. I'd then love to know what the most busy day in fictional history is. Like too many writers I have decided too. like May 21st is the day when a thing happens right that'd be interesting be interesting tessie um i i I wonder if we could do a study of that in like all the things that we have like read or watch just like what dates everything happened on right sort by that'd month interesting yeah um but yeah uh over on the review show it has been spooky month uh, all month, we've been covering all sorts of different horror comics and movies and TV shows. 
Uh, and this past week, we talked about Mindhunter season one, uh, which might not be on most people's lists of like, oh, it's a horror show. You should watch it. But it is absolutely a horrific psychological thriller um, that has some it's, very it's, spooky vibes. Right. It's moody and atmospheric enough to make it to the coveted October spot, like absolutely. getting into the baseball playoffs. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so go check that out. Mindhunter season one uh, was a blast to talk about. Over on the reactor core, we are reacting to Loki season two. We already have an episode out for episodes one and two and two. Excuse me. Uh, and we are about to record our reaction to episodes three and four. Um, I guess by time this goes out to the public, that will already be up on everyone's feed. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, last but not least, uh, the, we are at the end of this month here on November 1st. We are switching our, our RSS feeds over to the new one. We are transitioning from uh, an old hostings service to a new one. Uh, so just be aware of that in case there's any kind of shenanigans with the RSS feed. Um, you might need to unsubscribe and then resubscribe. Uh, resubscri resubscri um, hopefully you won't have to. I don't think you will. But just in case, keep an eye out on that. So there you go. That is all the housekeeping for right now. So, Melissa, how many stories do you have left on your uh, stuff? I don't know how two, many. Two you... good ones and other just like assorted hooks. Okay. Well, let me do, let me do two of them then. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll do two back to back here. Uh. So episode 231, um, we 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 had just came off of seeing the Super Mario Bros movie and we entitled the episode Mario Human Hands. And I just like I I feel like that is almost beat for beat the Twilight Zone episode where they're like, hey, you were in a real bad oh car accident. <laughs> Your face is like all screwed up. We tried to do the best we can. And she's in these like full like facial mm. bandages. She, she can't see her face. And she's just like, my life is ruined. My life is over. I'm going to be so ugly. And then at the end of the episode, they take off the bandages and she is just gorgeous. Like just like the most absolute normal looking, beautiful woman you've ever seen. And then you finally see the doctor's face and they're all these like, like pig ape face looking things. And, and they're just sitting there like, we're so sorry. Like we, we did the best we could. Um, <laughs> You're going to have right? to live in an and institution. You're too hideous. We can't let the public see you. Exactly. And I feel like this is what happened to Mario. He wakes up ah! in the hospital, right? And it's just like, hey, Mario, Mario, um, <laughs> you, you were in a real bad plumbing accident. You're, you're <laughs> never going to be a plumber again. Um, your hands have been like crushed. Dr. Strange, cannot... he's, he can't be a surgeon anymore with his hands. Mario can't be a plumber anymore yeah. with his yeah. hands. <laughs> you like it right it's like the the doctor strange thing like your hands are are are, are just wrecked 
like you cannot use them at all and but he has these like huge big white gloves on them and so he's like man i'm not allowed to take these off until like next month and so he like that next month comes and he finally takes them off and he just has regular human hands and it's weird and it's off-putting and he's like like think what you will it it could be like the old n64 mario it could be like a 3d rendition of mario's agi it could be old pixelated mario who knows but he just has regular human hands just you know with fingers that can like grip things just (laughs) an n64 mario with fmv hands right (laughs) horrifying seriously though Go watch the Super Mario Bros. movie and look at their hands. They're weird. They're so lifelike. They're so so weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's this uncanny valley. (laughs) Normally the uncanny valley is when something doesn't look real enough. For this, it's like face, good. Hands, good. Why hands attached to same body as face? What that? like, Like uncanny valley is 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 like the uncertainty like is this real is it fake it could go either way like this robot's just a little too lifelike that's weird or like that human's just a little too robotic in his actions right (laughs) i don't know um but yeah he just has these (laughs) functioning hands with fingers and everything (laughs) speaking of video games uh, this year, for the first time in a while, this used to be a recurring bit on previous Captain's Logs and then on Crossplay while you were doing it. <clears throat> you would have me, somebody who knows zilch about video games. I know Mario mm-hmm. and Luigi's names, they're brothers, and they've got their initials on their hats. Uh, you'd have me come on and blindly guess. You'd say it would be like I was the magic eight ball for E3 and other major gaming events. You just throw a question at me like, Melissa, will Bethesda announce a new game releasing this fall? And I just have to say, seems likely or no, or maybe. <laughs> yes. And this Check year again later, <laughs> this year, for the first time after using this metaphor, I got an actual magic eight ball. You did. And yes. for all of these questions you gave me, I guessed. And then I shook the magic eight ball and I told you what it said. And they we're like, we're going to see who does better. And thankfully, by the end of it, I did come out on top. I did guess better than the Magic 8-Ball. Maybe only because it has like 12 things it can say. But what if I, I mean, didn't? At the end of the day, we, we really only need you to say yes or no. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sometimes the answer is quarter four. Or yes, Captain Falcon will be in that. <laughs> uh, what if I didn't beat the match gate ball? What if it beat me? And it was right. It was astoundingly 100% right. Yeah. And I came to consult it for other questions in my life. And it was always correct. What if I became jealous of the magic eight ball? Mm. Like, I want that power. Why can't I do that? So I smashed the magic eight ball. And I take that like dodecahedron floating inside the blue water. I chug the blue water and I swallow the answer cube. 
it's in me now. Uh, it rests. It's like I feel it. It's like in my chest. And now I have its powers. I behave the way a magic eight ball behaves. Someone can which shake means, you up. Right. When you ask me a question, I go into like a seizure state and then I come out and you can see the answer in my eyes. Like my eyes are now like little magic eight balls. But this means I can never lie. You can always see the answer right there in my eyes and you know that's always the truth. (laughs) That's weird. That's wild. Why? Yeah, I don't like... I was thinking somehow it would like be in your mouth, like in the back of your throat <laughs> there. But like, just, that's also equally just, as disturbing. You ask me a question and I like push out my tongue like a cuckoo clock and it's there on my tongue. Like, right? yeah, you're like, oh, that's weird. Seems likely. <laughs> that's weird. This, <laughs> I don't know. Is it Mattel that owns the magic eight ball? And they were talking about how Barbie was such a hit. Are there other really interesting like creative auteur driven movies that can use one of our toys as a launching pad this has got to be the magic eight ball movie i want the magic eight ball movie to feel like talk to me there you go all right so for my next one uh from episode 244 of the captain's log entitled human in a can melissa you asked me the question if mountain dew was a person Would you meet him? I take that one step further and I say, would you drink him? Because you are. What if you you find out that Mountain Dew is whether it's one person or it's like a whole horde of people that somehow like their blood is being siphoned out or some combination of bodily fluids or something is being mixed to create Mountain Dew. And that's actually what Mountain Dew is. And and every time I've been here on the podcast drinking a Mountain Dew secretly, it's someone that I've You're been You're a Dew drinking. vampire. I, I sure am. I just This is the new The Lost it. Boys. Right? Vampires with Mountain Dew energy. <laughs> um so yeah that one was uh that was an interesting one i i i i love the the like three sentence short story if mountain Mm -hmm. would would you meet mountain dew if they were a person would you drink them well Mm. you are (laughs) (laughs) um there's one This is such a haunting phrase on its own from one of our episode descriptions. And I tried so much to crack it into a whole story. This is not my final thing. I just feel like I have to mention this. Go for it. The beginning of the episode description for 222 rookie senior says, Uh this is our understanding of football. No one is going to catch on fire while they play it. (laughs) Because this is when you were getting into formula one and you were talking about all the car crashes and all the fires, and it was a February episode, so we're right around Super Bowl. And I'm like, I don't know anything about football, but I do know that there's no crashes or fires. But what if there were? This it just started spontaneously. This is the question. Combusting. Right, like no, wouldn't two players collide against each other? Fire. Mm. Just 
like from the top of their head or like where is this coming out like bottom of their uh, feet the, out of their hands from the, no for, from the impact point they just behave okay. like cars if like a guy tackles another guy it behaves like a car wreck they roll uh, roll and roll there is a fire what if it started happening in sports and then you only had to have contactless sports like golf interesting and then some real real daredevils out there with a death wish made contact golf <laughs> contact tennis that is a terrifying story <laughs> more <laughs> golf <laughs> contact golf oh. the, the, to, i wish i could make a whole thing like, out of that that like i would be more into golf if they did more stuff like that. Like if, if there the was fire, had those like if thunder <laughs> sticks and could like make a bunch of noise and be like, "Hey, you suck! Get out of here! You call that a hole in one? I'll show you a hole in one." Like, like golf, you have to be quiet during golf, but it's never as exciting as the movie A Quiet Place. <laughs> Maybe it should be. Maybe the stakes should be that high. I I just want like. People yelling and screaming and making noise. I want the hot dog guy out there being like, hot dogs, get your hot dogs. Right. I I, I want like mascots Palmas, out there on get the Palmas. Yeah. Make I want there to like be fire. A giant windmill in the thing. And it actually has to go through there. Just it's giant. No, that's mini, mini golf. golf. No, we're not mini golfing regular golf. We're taking regular golf. Well, they should. We're that's my <laughs> point. That's what I'm saying. We add fire to every round. You have to shoot the ball through a ring of fire. fire. Instead of a water trap, there's a fire trap. <laughs> you have to go stand in the fire if you're falling. <laughs> Goes in there. God, that'd be awful. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, let's see. What is my next one here? Uh, Heman in a can. Okay, from episode 246, entitled Gum. <laughs> I, Melissa, we've brought up the idea that, like, watching cartoons when we were younger, we always thought that, uh, that, like, quicksand would be a bigger yes. problem, right? Or just like we would at least come across it maybe once in our adult. Yeah, I've never life. seen quicksand. Right. Well, I've I've. I seen imagine it just looks like regular movies. sand. I've seen tons of movies and TV shows where they always have some janitor like cleaning gum off the bottom of seats or desks or you know they send some kid to detention and they have him do all of that stuff right him or her um. And they like I I don't think I've seen that in real life. And so what if every piece of gum that you stick up under a desk or under a chair at night is not being cleaned up by a janitor, but instead is slowly coming together and forming one giant blob one giant wad of gum all consuming gum of just grossness and stickiness like oh my gosh the blob or something like that but it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and consuming all 
Gum? That's yeah, that would suck. <laughs> that's a full goosebumps. I think right? that's what like monster blood or something does that. Absolutely. I tried Googling quicksand and it really doesn't look very exciting. It's pretty slow. <laughs> um, I, I have one more that I can do. Do you have a, a, I have, I have wanna... a full one and sure. a I wish this was something. Can I, the, can I, I save mine to for the end? Because I, I my last absolutely, one yes. is like, yes, genuinely kind of terrifying. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Way to call your shot there. In the in episode 237, the last propane bender. <clears throat> Great name. We wrote, we don't know what beverages are and aren't cocktails. All we know is that we aren't cocktails. Again, yeah. this is me saying I don't know much, but I do know this. Well, you don't catch on fire. Dew apparently is right. It is someone. He is Mountain Dew. He is a cocktail now. He's Mountain Doug. Um, <laughs> like we, I still am not clear on how. What is the minimum number of things you need to have before it makes a cocktail? Is two things must be a cocktail: orange juice and vodka. That's a screwdriver. It has a name. It's a cocktail. But sure, I'm like, yeah. I just know I'm not one. You asked me to describe myself, Melissa, and I'm like, well, I'm not a cocktail. I know that much. <laughs> what, if, what if you were god why why does nobody understand that i'm grapes <laughs> not a cocktail wine you have a wine in a cocktail but wine by itself not a cocktail yeah <laughs> what if you were what if you were at a bar and they poured you these ingredients and you drank it and you're like that tastes like me like not like this tastes like nothing or like this tastes like plain water or whatever you're like that tastes like my own mouth the taste of the cocktail is an extension of my own mouth i feel like the cocktail is me it has replicated my body chemistry you must never share this recipe with anyone you must put this recipe away in a vault otherwise somebody could drink me and i don't know what the ramifications are of that but i don't want it happening that ekes me out i, I feel like that's a a junji ito style story <laughs> right where, yeah. where, where the guy is like it, he like he 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 think like this hole was meant for me. It's it's it's, it's like this co cocktail is is me. It tastes like me. I can't let <laughs> anyone have this at all. And he like <laughs> I, I'd love to see goes this crazy as, goes obsessed. Uh, I'd love to see this start as something that looks like it's night at the Roxbury or entourage or whatever you have some guys go out to a bar you're watching a short film on netflix and you're like or an episode of black mirror or cabinet right, yeah. of curiosities or whatever you're like i don't know what this is and then suddenly a guy drinks a cocktail and he's like oh no dude that's me <laughs> i drank me he pours it in a plant throws the plant off the balcony they're like we can never go back here we gotta burn this place down bro Cursed that's knowledge. me he's making me in there person like has to hunt down like who made this recipe like why the why me? is this why was i the chosen why, one why does malort taste like me when you mix it with this other stuff all right <laughs> um you do you have i think you said you had yes something else that might that you want to be something 
you have quite an interesting series of home obstacles. There's the fact that nobody, no like DoorDash driver can find your house. They keep thinking you're Luigi's Pizza and they go to Luigi's Pizza and they're like, is this you? And you're like, no, go around the block. You've had things like the loud appliance and the knob that keeps falling down and the plumbers on the roof and like the big hole in your backyard. Like, what is this swirl around your living situation? I've been to your home. It is lovely, but it, it is funny that you have all these stories about it. Right. And you've. You found that there wasn't even a Luigi. Like the guy who owns it, like his name isn't Luigi. There's no true Luigi you can find. And I think you ran into this in like another story. The exact same thing. It was a Luigi's pizza in a comic in the human target by uh, Tom King. And I forget who did the artwork. I don't remember if it was Mitch Gerard's or something else. Someone like that. But yeah. It was in in that and Luigi's Pizza, the guy that owned it in that his name isn't even Mm. Luigi. And I found it like the same week that we happened to learn that like this guy, Luigi, is also not a Luigi. And then I also thought of your stories about all the obstacles in getting your driver's license And Mm -hmm. one of them was that your parents lost your birth certificate. Yeah. And they're like, we've got it somewhere. We don't know. what. Did they ever locate it? Do you have a copy of it? Yes, I do. Okay. I I exist. All right, good. Maybe not in your story. It It says Kyle Bradley Springer on it, I'm sure. But what if it didn't? This is is through every one of McRib's this is every Someone one of else. McRib Sterling's stories. He smokes the fry and he looks at the camera and he's like, but what if you were? What if you weren't? Imagine. Right. Like, to be honest, <laughs> I don't think I've really looked at it enough to know if the thing that my parents gave me when they found it again actually did have my name on it. <laughs> what if you look again and it says... Your birth name is Luigi, 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 born in Luigi's Pizza. It's a shining thing. You've been there all along. You've always been the Luigi. You're like, this is why I've got all this house stuff. I'm not supposed to be here. This is the DoorDash drivers. They're an omen. I should not be found here. I should be found at the Luigi's Pizza. That's my pizza. I am rightfully supposed to inherit it. I'm the eternal Luigi. That's my hole. I fit in this hole. (laughs) It's made for me. (laughs) You say this as you were putting on the white chef's hat and coat, tying the like pizza box red bandana around your neck, holding up the box. God, it's so dumb. That's good. I, I like that one a lot. That one's great. <laughs> okay, I have one that I think is genuinely terrifying. Woo-hoo. Here, this is a recent one. We kind of we kind of mentioned this, but I don't think we mentioned this thing 
exactly. So a couple weeks ago, on episode 255, Skeleton Grew. Mm. What if your skin stops growing, but your skeleton does not? Oh, and oh so no. You, like, it starts like growing inside you and starts like poking out of your skin and like your skin starts ripping around it. And yeah, you shed your skin somehow. Oh, and, like and, a snake. Like, yeah. But not in like a, oh, well, now I just have new skin underneath and it's so clear and like maybe it's Maybelline, right? But like, no, like mm. it, it just your skin is like ripping off of, of you because the skeleton inside you does not stop growing. I think that's terrifying. That just, is like, scary. That you just lose like feel weird. You no. lose your senses like your eyeballs don't fit in your sockets anymore. Your yes. tongue doesn't fit in your jaw. It all just yeah. sort of falls. It, sl- it slips through like you have sand in your hand. Falls out of your mouth one day, right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be horrifying. And, and, and like what what bits of, of you would poke through first? Would it be like fingers to then when you have like the fingerless gloves and you can like oh my gosh hold the skin back and it's just bones right just bones something like that or would your like elbows stick out would your shoulder blades be the first to like pop through your knees or something like that that'd be weird i don't like that it's gross (laughs) horrifying terrifying This is what you get for going to the bone museum and put these bones in your head. All these bone ideas. (laughs) Melissa, I already have bones in my head. Okay. (laughs) You do too. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that, that is my last story for the night. I think that would make like a great, anime story like kind of like parasite or attack on titan thing right just just like some creepy scary hoary yeah david cronenberg's bones too big (laughs) indeed (laughs) there we go it's fun i get a blast with this our halloween episode is always uh a, a blast to to I do look back at old stories and twist them into these said this is our monsters. fifth one now i have a question for you okay this year we established the character of bob chili owner and operator and founder of chilies now when i picture bob chili i'm picturing that guy we saw him in true detective earlier this year and he played shia labeouf's dad in the transformers movies okay, that guy yeah you can picture him Vaguely, a little short yeah. little, little round little balding i'm picturing that guy his name's kevin or something i should have looked his name up he's a great actor but like him and he's just wearing like a white shirt and like black slacks and like black restaurant shoes and a tie with chili peppers on it and he comes up to your table while you're eating your chocolate lava crunch cake and he's like hi i'm bob chili i don't remember what else we said he does but he's bob chili what do you think his relationship is to McRib sterling this mcdonald's mm. school Ooh, i are is, they rivals is, lovers yeah. 
I was thinking, like, is this like a Reed Richards Doctor Doom scenario <laughs> where like they were, they were college roommates? One of them is evil. <laughs> oh, definitely. Mick Rip Sterling, we've already established that he just goes around in a mix suit. So he's right. clearly the the Doctor Doom of the two of them. <laughs> Bob Chili, the normal family man who owns and operates right. a, a chain restaurant. Um, <laughs> and if it wasn't for McRib Sterling, I would have been there. <laughs> McRib Sterling's like, if it wasn't for Bob Chili, it could have had a real home. <laughs> I just live in a white void smoking French fries, telling right. people tales of misfortune. You think I want to be in the McMex suit? No, Bob Chili put me there. My life depends on it. He burned me. The chocolate lava crunch cake. Too lava. <laughs> I, 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 I think that is an, a, a great new addition to our, our McRib Sterling lore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good stuff. Oh, man, this has been a blast. My head is already hurting from laughing and smiling too much. You know when your head like gets gets tight like yeah. in the back there because you've been smiling, oh. laughing too, yeah. too much? That's what's happening to me right now. Uh, these episodes are always great. How, how did that fry taste, by the way? You just stuck that in your mouth. Is that the same one you've had this whole Yeah, I episode? saved a couple to smoke with. Um... It's old fry. You remember the taste from when you were a kid? Old fry? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I. It's not that old. I had dinner like two hours ago. They're they're not disastrous. One thing I was thinking about putting on my or not not putting on, but having as a prop with my costume was just a single hot dog to like buy <laughs> a, a pack of hot dogs and like you see me. I talk with my hands a mm. lot right so like just be sitting here and like you maybe can't see my my hands but then all of a sudden i like move my hand up and you just hit me with a hot dog just do this just in a job interview waving it around yeah <laughs> i don't know this man it's one of those days you know you hold the hot dog between two fingers like it is a cigarette <laughs> which <laughs> there's no other thing you hold in that pose but maybe right. we should start just holding a hot dog there. Oh, man. Yep, this was good. This was fun. Uh, but we will wrap things up right there. Uh, of course, we will be back next week for more Captain's Log action. Uh, sure Marissa, will. You and I this week uh, over on the review show will also be in costume uh, over yes. on that. So if you want to see us in another costume i have a completely different costume for i'm trying to get one together show. i've had zero luck at any of the thrift stores i hit up i'm like this should oh, be a man. simple item why don't you have it right yeah um but we will be in costumes based on something we've talked about on the review show uh mm -hmm. so uh be on the lookout for all of that uh we have some fun here it's good it's fun uh <laughs> melissa where can the people find you on the interwebs? 
I have a letterbox under Wilkywit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. It is still uh, in the making. I'm still filling it out, but you can find me there. There you go. I I, I heard uh, Martin Scorsese join. A friend the, texted me. Letterbox, yeah. And I'm there like, great. Go. I'm just slightly more ahead of the times than this old man. <laughs> just went on in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to follow me, I'm at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you'd like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the Whatnots, we are at the Whatnots at the Whatnots on most social media places. Uh, so please go like, share, and subscribe. You guys know the deal with that. If you're watching this on YouTube, please go check out one of our other videos right over there on that side. That would help us out a ton. Yeah, this has been number 257 of the Whatnots Captain's Log. Happy Halloween. We will see you all next Happy time. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye.